the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. As believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is vital that we possess the mind of Christ. How do we do that? By consistently studying and applying God's word daily. We are compelled to let the mind of Christ be in us and assures us that as the children of God, we can have the mind of Christ. The question is, do we exercise this God-given gift daily? No matter what is going on around us, we should not fear, but trust God because he is with us from our beginning to our end. There is no wiggle room here. Either we trust God or we don't. We must know that no matter what we see or hear, we can have the mind of Christ. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy, and listen closely as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Let us pray. And Father, I can't do this message without you. Can't preach it, articulate it, convey it. I need your Holy Spirit's empowerment, enablement, direction, and guidance right now. Arrest us by your Spirit. Give us patience in hearing, listening, learning, processing your word so that we can get all the benefits from it that you desire for this appointed time. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen. We've been uh, on this series dealing with the mind of Christ, a very strategic message for the times in which we live. This is the third message in this particular series, and we have a number of messages to go because it is so needful for the times where we are in life. Have your Bibles turn with us to Psalms number 42, verse 11, the same text from last week. And then keep your Bibles open because we're going to proceed from there. Let the Word of God talk to you. If you want to grow and mature and be all that God is calling you to be, keep those Bibles open and let the Word of God speak to your heart. Psalms 42, 11 says, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. I want to speak once again on victory over depression in a troubled world. Victory over depression in a troubled world. As a nation, we are still dealing with the devastating effects of COVID-19, resulting in sickness, death, and grief. We have decisions to make about vaccines and managing our own health risks. 
There are many who are struggling with going back to the workplace. We're also seeing an unstable economy and a volatile stock market. We live in a lawless society where we have a surge in crime and violence everywhere you look. We have a humanitarian crisis with immigrants flooding our borders and where many homeless are in need of a place to stay as well. Many people are worried. Many are stressed. Many are fearful. And they're at the breaking point. You'll be surprised how many people are on the edge. Many are depressed. Young people are depressed. All across the adulthood spectrum, so many are dealing with depression. Never seen so many depressed youth who are just struggling with depression to the point that they are having suicidal thoughts and tendencies at an alarming rate as we as a nation go from crisis to crisis to crisis. Depression is widespread in our society and is possibly responsible for more pain and distress than even COVID-19 itself. With that being said, we have a crucial role in impacting this culture, this generation, and even future generation with the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are struggling today with depression, whether you're in the Spirit Center, whether you're viewing uh, from our live stream audience or here in the sanctuary, I want you to know that you are not alone. And I want you to know, in addition, that God loves you. I say it again because it's really true. When you're going through something, you forget that. You have a tendency of forgetting that. God really loved you. As a matter of fact, he has lavished his love upon you. You who are going through depression, mental illness, you who are in spiritual regression, you who are in a tough place in life, I have news for you. You have worth. You have value. Don't let anybody tell you you don't have value. You have worth. You have value. You have purpose. And the Lord has a marvelous plan specifically just for you. But the question is, do you believe that? Also be mindful that just because you are not struggling today with depression does not necessarily mean that you won't be struggling in the future with depression. What is depression? Depression is defined as an emotional condition characterized by a negative self-image, self-criticism, and feelings of despair. Again, depression is defined as an emotional condition characterized by a negative self-image, self-criticism, and feelings of despair. It is disheartenment. Uh, Those who are depressed are discouraged, Some feel defeated. Many are pessimistic and melancholy. Others are somber. Others are downhearted, gloomy, dispirited, 
dejected, sad, possessed self-pity, and feelings of hopelessness. And when you get to a feeling of hopelessness, you are in a very low place and there's nothing uh, too bad for you to do when you get to this situation or this point in life. Symptoms of depression could be social withdrawals. These are signs of depression. A frequent crying symptoms of depression is a heaviness of heart. Symptoms of depression is difficulty in thinking, concentrating. Those who are depressed are often uh, experiencing loss of appetite, uh, loss of sleep. Those who are depressed also, you find them often overeating or perhaps a reduction in activities. You find them fatigued. They just don't have any energy. All of which are symptomatic of depression. Absolutely no one is exempt from depression. Perhaps you've been depressed and didn't even know you were depressed. Anyone can experience it. Depression can stem from genetics. It can stem from family history, where there's a history of depression in your family. Uh, Depression comes from severe stress. Uh, Medications can cause, some medications can cause depression. Drugs and alcohol can bring about depression, drug abuse. A chemical imbalance can bring about depression. Long-term unemployment can bring about depression. Here's one. Living in an abusive relationship can bring on depression. Just where you're beat down, talked down. I mean, it's just gloom and doom. Whoever you're with in the family, there's just negativity, abusive, threats, hurt, painful words. Just relentless assaulting your emotions. A stressful environment can bring on depression. Perhaps life circumstances. Poor self-esteem. Worry can bring on depression. Coping with a serious medical issue can bring on depression. And the death of a precious loved one can bring on depression to name a few. So there's so many uh, reasons for depression. Let us look now at biblical characters who experience uh, depression. Last week we looked at Job. Last week we looked at uh, Moses. Uh, This week we're going to look at Elijah. We're going to look at Elijah. He himself experienced Depression In 1 Kings, if you turn there quickly, if you would, 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 15. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 1 through 15, and then verse 18, it says, Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with a sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me be ever so severely if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life, Elijah, like that of one of them. Who is them? Those who you have killed. Even though Jezebel was hell bent on killing Elijah, 
Her best attempt could not succeed as long as God's hand of protection and divine favor was upon Elijah. Jezebel was so outraged that Elijah killed 450 prophets of Baal. That's a lot of killing. That she was determined to kill him at any cost. It is amazing how Elijah could kill 450 prophets of Baal and yet run away from one woman. Verses three and four of the text says, Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there, verse 4, while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die, that he might die. Moses was so fed up with cantankerous Israel. He said, Lord, I didn't ask for all this. Take my life. Just kill me. And now... Here is Elijah praying that he might die. Times can get so hard that sometimes you just wish death would hurry up and come. He says, Elijah says, I've had enough. Elijah was saying, I can't take it anymore. He says, Lord, he says, look what he says here. Take, just take my life. Just, I don't want to live anymore. And you know what? Somebody under my voice, that's resonating with you. And Satan's playing with your mind to the point that he's saying, just go and take your life. You're worthless. It's going to get worse. You ain't nothing. And, And you begin to bite into Satan's word and you believe it and look around, you're dead. Pastors' kids commit suicide. There are pastors' wives who commit suicide. There are pastors that commit suicide. Suicidal tendencies is not exempt from anyone. Anyone could commit suicide. All you have to do is get in a low place and can't get out. Get stuck. He said, Elijah said, take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Like Elijah, many with depression have suicidal tendencies. And just don't want to live anymore. Does not matter how bad things get in your life. Refuse to fold up your tent and stop living. Refuse. For heaven's sake, hear my voice. Hear my heart. Refuse to stop living. God gave you life. God gave you purpose. God gave you worth. God gave you value. As long as there are breath in your body, God has a plan for your life. And don't you let that lying devil tell you otherwise. Remember, you have worth and value. You can go to the all-wise God for wisdom. And your family uh, needs you more now than ever before. Daddy, mama, if you commit suicide, what effects will that have on your grandchildren? Even if you don't realize that your children and your family need you more now at this juncture of your life than ever before. Verses five and six says, then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. And it was better for him. It's better than dying. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there 
by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. If you have the presence of God in your life, he will take care of you even in the midst of those down moments. Elijah had a supernatural door dash delivered <laughs> that delivered him food and water without a cost and without a tip. Man, what a door dash. In the middle of the wilderness, God provided. God knew just where he was. And wherever you are in life, I declare to you that he knows where you are. And he will come and he will help you. He will massage you. He will comfort you. He will heal you. Verses 7 through 9 says, the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey. It's too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by that food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night and the word of the Lord came to him. Underline this. What are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? Out of fear for his life, Elijah took refuge in a cave where he had not been directed by God to be in. Also, God had no intention of letting Elijah become too comfortable staying in that cave. Just like so many who are afraid to leave their homes. I believe God is asking the same question he asked Elijah. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Verse 10 says, he replied, here's Elijah's response. I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. Aha, ha, I am the only one left. Now, who told him that? And now they're trying to kill me too, God. Thinking too much about the possibility of death can bring on depression. Therefore, refuse to focus on the worst things that can happen to you instead of Elijah focusing on the victory over the 450 prophets of Baal he had just killed with the help of Almighty God. He focused only on Jezebel, that wicked, witchy woman, attempting to kill him. Church, be optimistic and speak in faith to yourself. That's what Elijah should have been doing. He'd have helped himself by speaking in faith. Speak in faith on your children when you don't see nothing. Speak in faith on your grandchildren, which will keep you and them from succumbing to depression. Verses 11 and 12 in the passage, the Lord said, go out now, Elijah, and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. So God strategically, intentionally positions Elijah. The Lord positioned Elijah so that he would not miss the presence of God in the midst of his circumstances. And look what happens next. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. The Lord is passing by. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake 
But the Lord was not in the earthquake. (laughs) Verse 12. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a gentle whisper. Be mindful, there are times where the Lord does not reveal himself to you in ways that you expect. I say it again, be mindful, there are times where the Lord does not reveal himself to you in ways that you expect. God is not going to yell at you. When God speaks, he speaks quietly. He speaks tenderly. He speaks lovingly. And he speaks softly, which means you need to be quiet. He's not going to speak louder than your music, louder than your boombox. He's not, God's not going to scream at you. You have to still yourself and listen to him speak. We often miss God because he is, he is not revealing himself in some big majestic way. Do not be guilty of missing God in the small things of life. Sometimes we think things are better because they're big. You can have a big church, but have a worldly church, a carnal church, a cult. Just because something is big does not make it better. Verse 12b says, and after the fire came a gentle whisper. Underline that. Beloved, a gentle whisper from God's word is greater than the wind. A gentle whisper is greater than the earthquake. A gentle whisper is greater than the fire. A gentle whisper is greater than the ocean waves, the vastness of the solar system, technology, and entertainment. The voice of God transcends them all. And it's what is needed most when experiencing depression. You need God to speak to you in a gentle whisper. Verse 13 says, when Elijah heard it, he pulled the cloak. You know, when God speak, you just not the same. He pulled that cloak, that mantle over his head, his face and head and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, here's that question again. What are you doing here, Elijah? In verses 9 and 13, the Lord asked, what are you doing here, Elijah? Huh? That's a question I like to ask you. What are you doing here? If you're going to have a fruitful Christian life, it is critical that you allow the Lord to divinely place you where he is calling you to be. Overstaying your time in the wrong places, overstaying your time in the wrong situations, the wrong mindset can bring on depression. What are you doing there? Sadly, some Christians spend far too much time in places where God has not ordained them to be, which hinders the work of God and productivity in their spiritual journey. For example, some of you, you live in prolonged isolation in your home because of the virus. You still at home, won't move. You might duck out and come back as quick as you can because you're scared you're going to get the virus. And God is saying, what are you doing here? Some of you are spending excessive time at your work at the expense of your family. What are you doing here? Some of you are remaining too long, far too long in sinful relationships. And as you're staying so long in that sinful relationship, God is asking you today, what are you doing here? 
that relationship is bringing you down, 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 and you are holding, holding, holding. And God's saying, this is not of God. What are you doing in that sinful relationship so long? Some of you are overindulging in your social life, party to party. What are you doing there? Some of you in your hobbies, in entertainment and social media. What, what are you doing living in social media so long until it's taken away your potential for Christ? Some can be living in a state of laziness where you just sleep your life away. What are you doing in that bed? What are you doing here? When are you going to get up? Some of you belong to organizations that God has not called you to be a part of or that he is trying to remove you from. And some of you are still living too long in your hurtful past. You just reliving your past. You reliving those hurtful experience. You, every, you just go over and over. And God is saying, what are you doing here living so long in your hurtful past? What good is that to you? Like Elijah, the same question can be asked of you. What are you doing here? Verses 14 and 15, it says, he replied, Look, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected the covenant, torn down your altars, put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. God, the Lord said to him, go back the way you came. Sometimes God will send you back because you're out of position. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.